heaven high. Hello, welcome to Rum Doings episode 223. 223! What's the topic today? The 223rd. Oh yes, was it the words or the ths that you'd agreed on? The sts? Thths, th on all numbers. Okay, so what about people who can't pronounce ths because they're common? They should be openly mocked. Okay, go on then. The topic today is, if the NHS is so great, then how come people are still getting ill? It was interesting that there was a... The, the, the front headline of BBC News today is that there are going to be savage cuts to NHS mm -hmm. England to bring the budgets back into control so that, right. they, so that they're not running as a deficit. I love the way that the NHS is treated as if it's this business and there's a deficit and, oh, we'd, we'd better bring the budget out of control, otherwise we'll go out of business. It's so rubbish. Isn't it so transparent what's going on? It's, mm. it's kind of what we predicted uh, a year and a bit ago when Cameron won the outright majority. And remember, I read through eight or somebody had written eight or nine things that would happen. And this was one of them where, uh, you know, the, the NHS would be devolved into the pauper service after it became, quote, unsustainable, quote. Very clever. Very clever. Well done, Dave. And 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 the Teaser. evil witch. Yeah. Teaser. The evil witch. That's sexist. Yes, why it is. Am I, why do I look so quiet on the spiky spikes today? Because you are. I did a test. Yeah, well, good. You'll have to uh, amp it up in post. I'll uh, I'll lean in and do it. Local no, radio late don't. night love zone style. Oh, and I can hear all your voice. I, I can smell your breath over the line. Stop it. <sighs> and now a piece of music that shall get you all in the mood. Oh, I did that funny thing that happens when people get old and time goes away yesterday. Did you die? Yes. But before that, I, right. I called the dentist and mm -hmm. I said, and I said, I I think it's been about a year now since the uh, since my last checkup, so I suppose I'd better have another one. And the little lady, little lady, because all the ladies tiny are little, little imp lady, the tiny little imp lady went typity 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 typity, and he says, "Mr. Vader, that was three and a half years ago." <laughs> You've been struck off. And I said, "No, it's not three and a half years ago. It's about a year." She says, "No, no, it's three and a half years ago." Did she say we're not your dentist anymore? Bye. No, no, she was really. Uh, she was kind enough to give me an appointment in three months' time. Gosh, she must have felt very sorry for you. Yeah. So there we are. I got struck off my dentist for um, having a baby. I thought your father was your dentist. Yes, he's not so good at it anymore. I suppose you would be struck off there as well. Yeah. yeah. No, but he not... was your he was your dentist because he was the only one who knew how not to anaesthetize you. Or, or <laughs> I'm quite sure that's how it was. But he also uh, rudely retired the year before he uh, entirely retired. Yeah, um, but he would have given you a little um, pop-up dentist in the shed. Do you want to hear of something genuinely awful and sad? Yeah. Last night, this morning, in fact, yes. I dreamt that uh, my mum and dad had come round our house for, and, and to stay. Yes. And they were sat down at the table and, I, and they hadn't seen Toby yet. So I was just introducing Toby to them. And I looked and I thought, this isn't right. Uh -huh. And then... In the dream, I, I went, this isn't real because dad's dead. And uh -huh. then I just crumpled in the dream and then woke up whimpering. Oh, yes, that does that too. That was Vic fun. Victoria would, would sometimes dream about her mother and then she'd wake up. What's worse, she'd wake up and still have the sense that she was alive. Yeah. And then have to come to the realisation that, no, that's not reality. 
Yeah, I've so, had that one a, a few times, but this was this was new. This was realizing within the dream. Isn't that better though? Real. And no, well, yeah, I, I don't know. So you don't and wake up and have to then cope with that in reality as well. But it was interesting. I chose to wake up, which is something I've I don't think I've only ever done before in really really awful nightmares. But then I was like, mm. no, this isn't real. I need to wake up now. And oh, that's fun. I dreamt a few weeks ago that I that he was dead, but I could still talk to him on the telephone. And Fair that enough. still which, worked. Yeah, which, which, which it does. Very horrible to wake up from because yeah. they're waking up and realizing, oh, that that's that's not true, is it? Steve Jobs didn't uh, add that feature to the iPhone to say, "Cough." <laughs> I don't have an iPhone E, and I wouldn't even get one. If, no, I would. Well, no wonder you. Yeah, yeah, there would be. That would be okay. Fine, that's a feature I'm prepared to. <laughs> I, but I mean, I'm waiting for it to come out on Android. But hold on, you. Why did you choose to wake up? You had an opportunity to do yes. a lucid dream. You just said. So, sorry, Dad, I'm off to go to the skimpy ladies now. <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah. But I wasn't quite lucid enough, I don't think. Uh, yeah, just lucid enough to wake up and not lucid enough to realise, hold on, this yes, is not I'll, 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 I'm going to go through the magic bear lady door. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, your brain would have uh, played another trick on you and it would have been literally a a, a room full a of lady bear bears. Bear ladies. Yes. Yeah. That's the only thing <laughs> that turns oh. so it would have been perfect. Yeah, true. Uh, Laura would have been washed out of the bed in a sea of, of jizz. No, that was uncalled for. <laughs> you took some mildly blue... Beautiful, lovely... You took some mildly story. blue ribaldry and turned it into sick filth. You took the story about my dead dad and turned it into some mildly blue ribaldry. It's what he would have wanted. That's <laughs> quite literally. It was in his will, actually, that we have this conversation. Well, I'm glad I fulfilled that. Um, ca- what were we talking about? I suddenly deviated. Dreams. Oh, dentist. Dentist, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, You've been struck I, off. I missed too many appointments, one of which was when um, uh, I, Laura was having a baby. But apparently that didn't count to come it doesn't off my count. record. It doesn't count. You weren't having the baby. She was. So what does that it's have to true. do with your mouth? It's true. So or got, or you birthing the baby out of your mouth at the time. What nonsense is this? It's ridiculous, isn't it? So I went and found another dentist mm-hmm. and said, please have me. And they said, sure, no problem at all. We love to have you. And I went along and it's a nice dentist, much nicer than the previous dentist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a bit, he shouts. He's what really odd. He's, his eyes point in two different directions, which is, is always unsettling when someone's doing specific work in my mouth. I don't know what that, how, it, how you experience life when your eyes point in slightly different directions. Does he have special glasses? No, just obviously his eyesight was perfectly good enough because he didn't wear glasses. Well, it might not have been. Maybe, Maybe he just, just thinks that's the way the world lives. So in mouth anyway, number I'll, one... This is more important. I'm say, I, so Sean, I'm going to be working in your mouth number one today. <laughs> anyway, and so I go to my new dentist and I have, a second, I have a second appointment with it. And I go along and it's the two different direction eye dentist, shouty man. But you've just struck me off, Woody. And and it turns out that they're sister practices, but they don't have any communication about dodgy patients. Ah, and did he shout at you? Did he realise? He didn't, but it was really weird and uncomfortable because I felt like I was cheating on him with himself. And uh, what did he, did did he notice? Yeah, I I brought it up and he said, oh yeah, and I said, oh, I hope this isn't a problem. He said, oh, no, 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 not at all. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Dentists are awfully young these days, Nick. Are they? Yeah, what? they're not. They're no longer uh, my dad in his sixties. Oh. I can tell you, they're all younger than me. Do Do they do anything differently? They do. Oh my goodness, X-rays! I remember helping my dad do the X-rays. You take the X-ray, mm-hmm. 
which was a, a tiny little goblin doing a drawing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then you took the x-ray to the special dark room at the back of the practice behind the staff room. Yes. And then you put it in all the chemicals and then you dangled it from the little washing line. Mm-hmm. And then you waited a couple of months and then there was an x-ray. Now, and this, I still can't get over this, they pressed the button and then about 30 seconds later there's the x-ray on their computer screen. I had that with my foot as well, yes. And I thought it, it, it takes the romance out of it somehow. <laughs> I yeah. think it's magic. And I, I, I got an x-ray last week and I thought to see where I was. Because I've been walking quite a bit. I, I look at my pedometer and I've been doing a twelve to 14,000 steps and that kind of thing. I thought maybe I shouldn't be doing that on the crutch and in the boot. So I had the x-ray and the radiographer isn't allowed to to diagnose That's right. anything she sees. And I said, don't diagnose anything you see, but I can see there's a bit of a gap between the two bones there. If it were completely repaired, what would you see there? She said, we well, would see a very faint line. So you wouldn't see what you're seeing on that screen now. <laughs> no, we wouldn't see that. Thank you. <laughs> Did you then slip her a tenner? No, but uh, I'm waiting for the uh, the interpretation. She marks it as urgent, which meant that it was going to get to my GP within two or three days because I was going to be travelling and I wanted to know. Uh, ten days later, it's, it's still not there, of course. <laughs> so we'll see. How was uh, America? Oh, it was. Uh, it, it worked. It seemed to be still operating under normal parameters. I went to Boulder, Colorado, and I gave. A, that's why there was a lot of walking. You see, uh, at Boulder, as you as you do, because it's a it's a it's a pretty place. Mm. And uh, I did my talk on paleo puritanism and and chemophobia, which everybody liked. Everybody. Uh, everybody liked. What about the paleophobes? <laughs> why is that? What can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Why has everything turned off? What? Oh, Nick. Oh, no, that's done? all right. No, it's okay. I think it's just my monitor decided to go to sleep. That's all right. Oh, my Lord. It, 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 did you suddenly feel that you were asleep? Yes. I suddenly felt that I was going to get into the lady bear cavern. <laughs> but now it's just you. So, yeah, I mean, it was... It was it was enjoyable. We had lots of lovely chats and videos, and I had some very nice meals, and then I came home. Did anyone say, and so what are your qualifications? No, oh, no. Oh, boring. No, no, because I played up the, uh, uh, I did uh, uh, philosophy of science degree thing, so that was all right. So I said, <laughs> I, so I said I'm actually just keeping an eye on you lot. I thought you just did philosophy and, and literature. Philosophy and English, but actually my primary module was philosophy of science. And that was one of my ah. primary dissertations was on that. So, what and was it was your a dissertation title. It was, it was actually very close. It was um, something to do with uh, the fallacy of sep- of attempting to separate us from nature or something like that. And you know, the how could you have forgotten your dissertation title? Oh, I can't remember. It was only an undergraduate one. Do you want to hear mine? Yes, I want to hear yours. Why was Jesus so lovely? How do the stories that young people tell and hear affect the ways they perceive their lives? Was it a good dissertation or I was it a trite? First. I ask again, was it a good dissertation or was it trite? Were I've you doing something it. were you doing something to get a first or were you writing from the heart? I was writing from the heart. So I don't think I've told the story of my dissertation before. You know how you have eight months to write a dissertation? Yes, of course. That seemed far too long to me. Yes, it is too long. You're right. I didn't yes. take eight months. It was nonsense. No. I started the reading for my dissertation a week and a half before it was due in. Correct. 
Yes, I realised. I, so I looked, I thought, oh, I really should get around to doing that. After, when there was a month to go, I met my old fieldwork tutor from the, earlier in the course, and he said, so how's the dissertation going? And I went, oh, I haven't started yet. And he went, it was, what? Oh, blah, blah. And that's when I thought, oh, maybe I should have then. Mm. And then I let two and a half weeks go by, and then I read the literature, the bit, the gump about how to write a dissertation. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, so many, you must have, uh, you must have done all these, submitted all these things and conducted a survey of this many people and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, oh, I'm in a bit of trouble. But yeah. then I saw there was a little caveat to the library based dissertation where you have to have read 300 books. Which of course you had. Yes. Uh, well, no, not really. I mean, I've read books, <laughs> yeah. but I don't had- I mean specific to this. So <laughs> I then just got, I had, I, I'd picked a title of something I cared about. Mm-hmm. So I already had lots of books on the subject, mm-hmm. bought a few more, and then just read the relevant bits from so, those books. Which is, of course, what you do. Nobody actually reads full academic books. That's mad ridiculous. people. Only mad mm-hmm. people do that. Um, and um, and so I did a bunch of reading. I had a, a, an afternoon of, of sick to my stomach panic that I'd screwed up. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, no, this will be fine. And then I wrote, I don't know, was it 12,000 words? And um, yeah, then I got it first. So that was good. So that's what everyone should do. I recommend that everyone do that. Well, it was quite funny. There was, uh, it was actually my first year of university and we were doing some old, uh, old English literature and did something on some old poem. And I, I, and I, I read through it very detailedly and wrote a very detailed analysis of it, blah, blah, blah. And the uh, lecturer who marked it said, well, um, I, I can see you've read bits of it, but I think you've you've skimmed it, and you need to do give more detailed analysis of it. So, mm. okay, fair enough. I, that's kind of what I thought I did. Then the next essay title was actually to do stuff on Beowulf, and I was I'd had enough of Old English by this point, so I'm oh, not. Oh, you, you were reading it in the in the Old English yeah. as well. Uh, well, a combination. So I said I'm not going to do both of these. Uh, I'm not going to read Beowulf. Screw that. <laughs> I don't care. Since he says I'm skimming anyway, I don't give a damn. So what I did is I did the page flip thing. And I would just flip the page, put my, close my eyes, pull my finger down half the where to wherever it stopped, and that would be the quote that would then continue my argument. So I would try and link it to the last thing I said and says, as this also says, this demonstrates the use of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I did that for about seven or eight uh, page flips. I submitted the essay and he says, this, and then said, this is far better. I can see you've done a very close textual analysis of the whole poem. <laughs> so it was a complete in, both were a complete inversion of the truth. And at that point, you realize you can really game the system. And that's what I would recommend to everybody. You, what you're learning at school and university is how to game the system. Now, of course, if you do it incompetently, don't blame me. Um, but if you learn to game the system well, you're setting yourself up for life because that's what all life is. All of life is learning how to game the system, how to do just enough to get the maximal results. So that's what it's really all about. Unless it's something you care about. I think that's worth saying. I mean, it's well, if it's something you care about, you won't. You'll enjoy life thi- more if you do that. Yeah, but it, yeah, but this is, for the, this is obviously for the stuff you don't care about. Yeah, yeah. The stuff you don't care about, just learn how to game it as best you can to leave more time to do the real important things. Yes, that seems fair. And with me, the real important things was learning about this new fangled internet thing and what's that strange new icon on the Sun desktop that says World Wide Web Mosaic on it. That was, I think, I think, I think we would agree that that was far more important than reading all of Beowulf. Certainly, in long in the long term, for you, mm. I've I've got, I bought the recent translation of Beowulf. I, I still not, I think my dad may have bought it for me actually. Still not read it though. Grendel's mum is a real bastard. I watched the uh, the movie though. <laughs> Did you the movie? It's oh, really dear. bad. Really, you don't say. It was Robert Zemeckis, so I thought it wouldn't be terrible. We're enjoying watching Deutschland eighty three. What's that? 
It was, was that one of those Channel Euro 4... murderers? No, it was a Channel 4 series that also was shown in the US. The first series in the US that was shown that was, uh, on some normal network that was shown with subtitles. It's, it's in German. Ooh. Subtitles. It's in 83. It's about a young... Uh, East German soldier who's co-opted to become a spy in the West German army, and it's it, and the thing is, Victoria was worried it would be quite po face and serious, but it's actually mm. quite witty and good, mm. and it's enjoyable watching people acting in German for me anyway. Oh, so you don't need to read the subtitles, do you? Oh, I do, because I do, of course, because they're all mumbling and doing all the things that you never really expect when you're uh, reading or listening to perfectly pronounced words. (laughs) They're not not walking into shops and ordering ice creams from each other. No, they're not. And so, hold on, he's left out three words in that sentence. They didn't say you're allowed to do that. You know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it would take probably a full five of these series until you actually get used to the cadence of the way the real folk talk. Because, of course, even when you speak to them, when you go to Germany or whatever, they then slow down and speak well, like the people yes, in, yes. In, in, in in Tricolor German. Speak, speak loudly and clearly. Yeah. Sprechen Sie etwas langsamer, bitte. Also, ich... Sie verstehen kann. Uh, the Busbahnhof. Yes. Yes. So, how's married life treating evil. you? What? How's married life treating you? Really? You had to talk over me to say that? I did, because I suddenly realised that I was concerned that married life might be mistreating you and I might need to make an intervention. So, well, I think you probably should, because Laura does not uh, wait on me hand and foot. Well, I noticed she left you the other day. Did she? Oh, yes, she went away for a whole night. To Bath. So, yeah. <laughs> that's my I mean, for God's sake. Come I on. Know, some, yeah, somewhere better than that. Don't talk to me about it. Go on, then. Anyway. Uh, every... During term times, which obviously don't affect me, but it uh, affects stuff Laura does. Yeah. During term times, Laura is out every Tuesday night. Uh, every few... Every... Uh, Occasional Monday, or like at least one Monday month. Of them. Oh, good grief! <clears throat> just you're, I just want to stop and take my bastard. whole life over again after that. Yeah, go on then. Try again. Reboot. One Monday a month. That's yeah. all I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> and then she's not back in time on Wednesdays, and she's often every out every other Thursday night. Right. So Laura's out a lot in the evening. She is. So the gallo- think, she's the gallivanter. She really is. Yeah. She's a a, 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 a roustabout. So yeah. uh, I get Toby to sleep on weekday nights um, and Laura is very often not in. This has never, ever been a problem. So Laura going away Friday night made no difference whatsoever to any of the routine. I put him to bed Friday nights. I get up with him Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. So nothing changed. Mm-hmm. So Friday night I take him to bed. Normally it takes about an hour to get him to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took him in his room at seven expecting to come out at eight with all plans of chores I needed to do. I had washing on the line in the garden, Nick, that was going to go damp. A man's work is never done. I know. And uh, then uh, Toby went insane. And when I left his room, suddenly started screaming when I was at the top of the stairs. And he told me that he had an owie on his nose, which he didn't. He didn't have lying. an owie on his nose. He's a damn liar. Little lying bastard. And yeah. um, he, uh, and then suddenly he lost his mind wanting his mummy. And he's never, ever done that before. And he was sat there sobbing and sobbing, saying, Mama, come! Mama, oh, come! Like, he f- knew. full on. I he don't, knew. He must have known. And I couldn't do anything. 
And yeah, and it, I was out of there by 25 to 10. So that was good. And then he woke up at 4.45. So I had a brilliant night. So when he woke up at 4.45, was it more upsetness or just a general sort of, it's time to get up now? No, it was, it was both. It was, uh, he was, when I went in the room, he was fine. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't going to go back to sleep. So I, I, I won't back down on this. I like, we've got a, a one half inch useless blow up mattress thing on the floor like a roll mat mm-hmm. on the floor in his his nursery and I, I lay on that and i just pretended like it wasn't happening mm-hmm. until about quarter to six and i thought oh screw it i took him up to our room because at least i'd be comfy while he didn't sleep mm-hmm. and then at half six i gave up so yeah it's good times then we went swimming and that was fun you didn't go swimming you just put him in some water we Come did on. we went in the big pool because the little pool was full of on saturday mornings you can't go swimming with children that makes sense yeah. the uh the the children's pool is f- and three different swimming pools near me were all busy with swimming lessons on a saturday morning and mm. then the big pool was only open from nine so toby and i went to the big pool at nine and and he was a bit scared of the big pool so as promised Saint Teresa is extricating us from the Human Rights Act. Why, though? What is it about the Human Rights Act that that uh, Teresa May hates so very much? And she wants, to, and and so she can also extricate us from the European Court of Human Rights, like some banana republic. But why? Because she wants to be. Because it's incompatible with some of the. the horrendous things in her updated Snoopers Charter and so forth. But oh, it's okay. Snoopers Charter is her obsession. That makes sense. But it's okay. We'll get a an English Bill of Rights. Can you imagine? It'll it'll be sort of a, a cooled down version of the Cones hotline. I'm not okay with this. Theresa May is the Prime Minister of no. the United Kingdom. And we voted for her. Yeah, and we vote. We, uh, do you remember voting that we would waste all our time pretending that we were going to leave the United King, the United Kingdom, which that's going to happen, the, <laughs> the European Union as well? Remember that too. Uh huh. I saw a thing about what the European Union is doing with copyright. I can't find it now. Mm-hmm. They want to redraft the most extraordinary draconian copyright bill. Of course. Um, such that search engines can no longer provide snippets from news stories without paying the sites that wrote the news. That's already happening in parts of, uh, was it Spain or Germany? And of course, the, so Google said fine. And then all the, all the papers uh, and the news sites started crying, saying nobody's visiting us anymore. Said, e, well, you asked for it, you, you idiots. But they're, and they're persisting in asking for it. It's just of course. absolutely the b- most bizarre thing that... It's not, they're not putting the full news story. It's a link. It's an advert for a free advert, a free advert. And they're demanding to be paid. We should say fine. We'll rem- as they did in places where they've been asked to. They're fine. We'll remove you. You'll never be found anywhere within our search engine at all. The Your right brand- to be forgotten. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. People will forget about you. Yeah. Why can't I find the news story anymore? Why? Is oh, it- I think I may have seen it on the front page of, of a British newspaper. Why is Rupert Murdoch still alive? That's an interesting question. I think it's because he eats the souls of human babies. He's married to Jerry Hall. He is married to Jerry Hall. Have you seen who his ex-wife, Wendy Deng, is now dating? Whom is she dating? Can you Have, have you not seen? Because this, no. this is absolutely like beyond belief mind-blowing. I remember somebody mentioned something, and I think I probably just discounted it, but I don't remember who it was. Vladimir Putin. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> 
she has some interesting taste in men, doesn't she? Well, I think, yes, <laughs> she has an interesting taste in power. Yeah. I know! What the heck? No, Who Dr. Ne- Putin! Well, it's an upgrade, I guess, in power. <laughs> right, who the, who is more powerful than Murdoch? Hmm, it's got to be Vladimir. I want to read the personal life section of her Wikipedia page. It's got to be special. That's extraordinary. Yeah, she's an amazing climber. When I mean, Deng she... was living with Jake and Joyce Cherry during Deng's studies in the United States, Joyce Cherry discovered her husband Jake was having an affair with Deng, who was 30 years his junior. Of course. And demanded she... Deng leave the house. She tried to have one with Blair as well. I think Blair just about resisted. But yeah, she clearly wants men of a certain position, doesn't she? Jake Cherry soon followed and moved in with Deng, and the two married in 1990. Their marriage lasted two years, seven months before they were legally divorced. But Jake would later explain that they stayed together for only four or five months when he learned that Deng was spending time with David Wolfe, a man closer to her age. Oh, my goodness. Nonetheless, she had been... It's it's weird when someone who's willing to cheat would then cheat. It's ama- amazing that you yeah, yeah, yeah. that would happen. Nonetheless, she had been able to secure a green card through her marriage to Cherry. In ninety seven, she met Rupert Murdoch while working as the only Chinese executive at the Murdoch-owned Star TV in Hong Kong. They married in ninety nine on board his yacht Morning Glory. <laughs> of course, uh, less than three weeks after the finalization of his divorce from his second wife Anna Murdoch. Following the marriage, she was branded a gold digger by sources close to Murdoch, including family members. Well, she was worse than a gold digger. She was a power digger. The the couple had two children. (laughs) Um, Grace, born 2001, and Chloe, born 2003. Tony Blair is Grace Murdoch's godfather. (laughs) Stroke father. (laughs) The the Corbyn lotter are clearly absolutely insane cultists, but they do have some points. In June 2013, Murdoch filed for divorce from Deng, citing irreconcilable differences. Michael yeah. Wolf, one of a different, this is a different Wolf than before. So many wolves. Uh, one of Murdoch's biographers described himself absolutely gobsmacked at the news. Yeah. Uh, on 5th Feb- Fe- Fe- February 5th, 2014, the Daily Telegraph published a report claiming Deng had a crush on Tony Blair, hmm. leading to her divorce from Murdoch. The report stated that Murdoch began to hear rumours about his wife in 2012 and is said to have interviewed staff members at his various homes to ask them what they had seen. The phrase staff members at various homes just summarises it. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? According to the newspaper, Murdoch learned that Blair had visited Deng at Murdoch's Carmel Ranch on more than one occasion. Mm. Blair allegedly spent the weekend of April 27th, 2013 with Deng at the property. Other sources are quoted as placing Blair and Deng at the Carlisle in New York on a private yacht and at Murdoch's home in London. Deng's letter to herself... Okay, that's a thing apparently, in which she described her torment in Missing Blair, published by Vanity Fair in February oh, yes, 2014. Yes. Raised speculation that there was more to Deng's relationship with Blair than friendship. It is this letter that was said to be the last straw for Murdoch to separate from his wife of 14 years, reports said. As a result, Murdoch's suspicion that Blair had an affair with Deng, uh, he ended his long standing association with Blair in 2014. In March 2016, Us Weekly, or US Weekly, whatever it is, a US-based celebrity tabloid reported that she was in a relationship with Russian President Vladimir Putin. However, no credible sources or proof of this claim exists. Ah. There you go. You see, you were taken in. I hope it's true, though. By Us Weekly. I hope it's true, though. I do, too. Yeah, it would make sense. See, I can't imagine that Blair would have an affair. I would have thought his uh, Catholic guilt would have, would have prevented... And also Cherie. I think Cherie would have... Eaten him. 
eaten him limb by limb. Yeah, I imagine that. I'm, I'm sure she wanted to have an affair with him. She probably couch talked him. But I, I, if I were betting two thousand pounds, I would bet that it didn't actually get to full affair status. I imagine that she flattered his ego substantially, though. Have you noticed that both Farage and Trump sound like descriptions of a fart? Uh, uh, and and a complete fiasco. Mm. They, yes. Um, what was Farage really doing by intervening like that? Because he admitted at the beginning that these sorts of foreign interventions never work, and then he did one. I... Um... I'm genuinely unnerved by this because Farage is the, the, the Midas of politics. He's no. yet to fail. He will fail here. There is no... Uh, sadly, very sadly, and I wish he would win. Sadly, <laughs> Donald Trump can't win, as I've said. I wish he would. I Why? Really wish, because that would be perfect. That would be the That would be the end of that sort of politics for a generation. It would be wonderful. I'm so... Uh, he, of course, he won't be able to do anything. We forget there's a separation of powers. He has his own party that hates him. There's the Senate. Uh, there's the House. There's the judiciary. There, 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 He wouldn't get a thing through. It would be stalemate. It would d- descend in uh, utter farce and chaos. Uh, and the uh, Democrats would be able to be reborn in a slightly less hideously corrupt way than they are at the moment. Uh, I wish he could win this election. Sadly, he can't. Sadly, he can't. It would be such an amazingly useful thing for the United States if he were able to win this election and achieve exactly the things that I know he will achieve. Um, as, you say, as I said, though, it's not going to happen. Hillary's going to win. His big mistake, as I've said before, was uh, dissing the dead soldier. You don't diss the dead soldier, even a brown one in America, and get to live another political day. That's it. He's finished. It's um, it's really interesting how that would be a blip. Oh my goodness, apologies for my telephone. Oh, stop it. Apology not accepted. Fair enough, understood. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think if a British politician had dissed a dead British soldier, especially a Muslim one, mm-hmm. it would have been a blip. Do you think so? I don't know these days. It would be. We don't have this gold star family, <clears throat> or is it, is it gold star or is it something else? I can't remember. Hold on, but we do. We have got puppies. Remember puppies? Yes. You're not puppies... thinking like common people. Common people love love the old army, the, the squaddies. You, we you're thinking, have. You're, um... you're part of the estranged liberal elite, cosmopolitan, not the good salt of the earth Brexiter. No, you're you're mistaken with puppies. Everyone thinks puppies is about old dead granddads, but help for heroes. That's they they exactly. would be the problem. Help for heroes and the squaddies and surprise, surprise, this is your uncle who was in the Falklands, that sort of thing. I still think that if um, if, if a politician were to say something negative about a soldier, it wouldn't be the assumed death of their campaign. It's odd that Trump were so stupid as to not understand the American psyche to that degree. Well, I wondered whether... I mean, he is very... He is very... He's a very stupid... People just oh, he's unquestionably stupid. Because, yes, I, as I said... Incredibly stupid. Celebrity Apprentice. His, he's his bumbled along for his whole life using daddy's money and doing very badly on it, actually. Yes. He, everything he's done has been a failure, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And somebody made a good point. Is he trying to pull himself out of this now because the thing about all his other failures is there's been wiggle room you know you declare bankruptcy you blame someone else you move on to your next business you claim that it's just a in preparation whereas if you lose the presidential race you're a loser 
Well, that's the thing. He can't. That's so that's why he, he can't do that because his whole shtick is that he's a winner. So Donald he has to figure loser. a way out of the race without losing. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the incredible thing. And he was talking a bit about um, how he was basically going to blame the people for not voting for him properly. He had an extraordinary speech where he says, can you imagine how I'll feel if the people in uh, Iowa and Alabama don't don't vote the way they should? And then he said he'd be really cross. And then he said, and he kind of had a tirade against them. And he said, and then at the end, he kind of caught himself and said, oh, well, 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 I, can't, I love him anyway. And, and anyway, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> it literally was that. Wow. Have you been watching... Um, Peter Serafinovitz's, um, where he dubs, lip syncs, dubs him. So no. using his exact words, except he uses Liberace's voice. <laughs> I haven't seen that, no. Sort of sassy Trump. And, you know, and, and so Donald Trump's speaking like this, and he says, we will build the wall. We are going to build the wall. <laughs> and then there was this wonderful speech where he was literally talking about hairspray. And how, oh, they've, you know, you, you always want to put a bit of hairspray in your hair, but now they say that all the gases go up and they make the ozone there. Come on, I'm inside my apartment. Where is the gas going to go up into the sky? And things like And as he says, these are actually his words. It's not that he's doing the bad lip syncing uh, shtick where he makes him say absurd things. He just says his, his words, but in Liberace's voice. That's good. Which is wonderful. Uh, of course, the, uh, some, some, uh, boing boing drippy wankers okay oh so you're making fun of gay people now are you that's all right is it exactly well that they they're your people john they're your people are they boing boing are totally your people you can't no no you can't voice boing boing on me that's your no the social justice people they're your people i'm sorry but boing boing is very much your territory what, the sort of Californian obsessed about which toilet you go into and having If that's toilets. what Boing Boing has become, then it was on your watch. Okay, I, I must have, I was probably doing what everybody does on a movie when, there is, when there's a watchman who's supposed to be looking at CCTV, but is in fact watching the ball game or a car comedy. <laughs> that's right. And behind him, all the chaos is going on on the screen. Oh, Nick. Yeah. What a calamity. Peter yeah. Rich is very good in The Tick. What's The Tick? The Tick is... Uh, a cartoon, was, isn't it? It was a cartoon in the 90s, uh, and a very good one. And um, it's a second attempt at a live action by the same author, as in at one of the Amazon pilot season. On the aeroplane... See if you have the Prime, you can watch it. On the aeroplane, I watched Deadpool. Oh, what did you think? I thought it... I, I, I was... After having watched so many of these awful po-faced um, superhero remakes, I mm. was pleasantly surprised, but I was just, it was a bit sad they didn't take the meta even further. I, did I was like... text- When I watched it the first time, I was texting you during, pointing out the, the larger moments of Brexian estrangement for you. Yes, I like the bit where he, he had, he, he said, oh, I've broken the fourth wall within a flashback that itself is breaking off the fourth wall. Yeah. So that's been 16 walls or something like yes, that. Yes, I texted you that line at the time when yes. I watched it, yes. Yes, fortunately I've forgotten. Good. It's, yes, it does that very well. And then, here's my problem with this film, is it does all of that, and then in the end, it's just a rescue the maiden plot. It's just yeah. the most banal and trite and bizarrely misogynistic plot. 
No, it wasn't misogynistic. It that's really just, was. Again, that's just your boing. That's just your. That's just. I need to be rescued by a boy. That's just your boing boing nonsense. It, I don't. Th- I really don't think it was. It was bizarrely. It was archaic yeah. in its delivery of of its uh, fair maiden. Oh, the poor damsel in distress. Well, it's often. It, it, but sometimes you know, John damsels will be in distress. Are you I agree. The sometimes they will. But if you're would? if you're making a movie that's designed to spoof the nature of superhero movies, you are, either you do damsel as a spoof or you don't do it at all. But they did damsel completely sincerely, and that was was. Uh, I thought. I that I thought belied. A strange lack of an understanding of what they were doing in their own film. I enjoyed the credit sequence the most. Yes, it was very at good. At the beginning. Because I didn't, for the first two, I didn't realise what was going on. Yes. And then I rewound it. Oh, uh, gosh. We also saw the right stuff the other day on 70 mil at. Oh, I thought you meant the, the Channel 5 discussion programme. No, no, no. About the, um, about the Mercury um, astronauts. I decided that we need to start going back to space again now. I was just in my a, a rejected topic for today was if we can put a man on the moon, how come we can't put a man on the moon? Yeah, well, I thought that was quite good, but I didn't yeah. know if it would necessarily work, so I went with my next no, joke instead. Uh, I think I think that especially now that we found, I might uh, tweet it later, Nick. Especially now that we found Earth Two, as I've decided to call it, on Proxima Centauri. You read about that? Here's what makes me really angry about yes. about this: Ast- astronomers. Yes, they are. Um, and space humans could uh-huh. use uh-huh. any term they like to describe Earth-like planets. Yes. And they, there's nothing stopping them calling them M-class planets. And uh, it no, really, really no, bugs me that we don't. No, no, because it's not. It hasn't been validated. Isn't it? An M-class planet has to have a breathable atmosphere and a... That's not, no, but that's not even a term that they will ever use. That really bugs me. They, if they ever find a planet with a breathable atmosphere that is not tidally locked, that has the exact temperature requirements and the appropriate, uh, an appropriate moon so to protect it, and it's got a uh, a good magnetic field, then I will march with you and demand that okay. cause an M-class planet. Until then, this little gravitational blip they found, we have no idea whether it has any atmosphere whatsoever. It's tidally locked. Um, if it does have any livable zones, it'll be in the uh, termination point between the night and the day part of the planet and so forth. It, what really is sad is that if we had spent, um, we, we, we could spend, you know, uh, half a trillion pounds mm-hmm. building a probe that goes there near the speed of light uh, and manages to take pic- pics of it and send them back to us. But we're not going to. And that's annoying me. Well, what annoys me, important. what annoyed me about this new story was realizing that I'm not going to live to learn anything useful about it. You might. The aliens might tell you about it when they arrive. Well, that's true. I just thought maybe I can just somehow inhabit Toby's body. I'll uh, shift his soul out. Well, you've sold his soul to Satan, didn't you, this morning? I did, in order to get my microphone to work. So there is no soul. But the listener doesn't know about that. So there's a a vacant slot. You can put it in like a little SD card. Um, So, yeah, that's my plan, is to to use his life force to continue on to find out more about that, that planet. And that alone... Makes makes having to sleep on the floor worthwhile. It does. We mentioned, I, I've definitely mentioned this before, but I think it's worth raising again, the, the when you're saying about how much money we could have spent on space exploration, that Americans, when asked... Oh, yes, you, yes. 
would you be happy to spend say two or three percent of the of the budget on on no on no no i think no i won't ask they ask what do you what do you estimate the budget is right. and they say two or three percent and yeah. they say no no they say they say five to ten percent and then say would you be happy if it were two or three and they all say yeah absolutely and it's like zero point three percent or something yeah, so yeah. they could spend so much more money on 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 this and 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 they should they because should goodness knows it's exciting and also it's it's how we will get it's how we will survive as a species. We're not going to survive as a species by footling around, bailing out banks and wondering about how to cut services on the NHS. We will survive as a species if we push our collective brain to do these heroic things and then there is the intellectual and scientific fallout from that. That's the only way we'll survive. Why we are not, is it important? We're not going to survive by doing Corbynista things. Why is it important to survive as a species? It's not, but okay. I want to. Why? Because it's, it's a good narrative. <laughs> that's, that's a really good answer. Yeah, but yeah. it is. I, it, as I said, that's, and that's, I'm all for the narrative, which is why the second law of thermodynamics disappoints me. Because it means that all the narrative always has to end. They, there can never be a heroic ending. It's ever. interesting to hear, because you used to use the second law of thermodynamics, I love that this is the consensus I can say, as a weapon. But now I like that you're using it as, as, a, as a source of regret. Of course it's a source. It is the... The second law of dynamics is the ultimate and final source of regret. It has to be. It means we can never have good stuff in the end. That's why we can't have nice things. It's, it, the second law of di- uh, thermodynamics is why we can't have nice things. But also, <laughs> if paradox- we sold t-shirts, Nick. But also, paradoxically, it's the only reason we can have nice things at all. That's on the back of the t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> the second law of thermodynamics is why we can't have nice things yeah. and on the back of these shows dot 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 but paradoxically it's also the only reason we can ever have any nice things at all exclamation I'm mark down, i'm typing this down the first rum doings t-shirt yeah. oh we we we've been in we, we we're going to stay in the rum doings chalet oh my goodness i don't know if this is a good idea my main concern is that uh I, it's uh, yeah it's abandoning laura and toby she was quite happy to abandon you Yes, that's in. Re- that was reciprocal. That's because of all the abandoning I've already done. Oh, for goodness sake! I'm such an absent father. You are the most doting father that ever existed. Because <laughs> I can be bothered to do something. Yes. <laughs> Poor Victoria. I do feel sorry for her. <laughs> she she's currently up north with with Judith. Oh, really? All on all on your own. Yes, and I should, I should be going up tomorrow morning and taking the 7am train Ugh. from King's Cross to Durham because it's our, uh, it's our nephew William's birthday. So I'm going all the way up to Durham, which is basically Scotland. When Hang on a second. Birth. It's your nephew William's birthday tomorrow? Yes. It's my nephew William's birthday tomorrow. Unacceptable. That's weird. Well, it's marginally coincidental. It's also weird. Maybe it's Jesus. It must maybe, be. It's a maybe sign. that means that means tomorrow the second coming will happen. Oh, I'm, I wonder if it'll I've got enough happen on tomorrow as it is before or after. Well, the to- well, you'll. Uh, I hope my the, the train driver isn't a uh, born again Christian because otherwise he'll he'll be raptured and then uh, the train will just careen on. That's true. No, so the East Coast Line have um, advanced passenger protection to stop at the next red signal in the event of uh, rapture. I, I don't hope know. So. Yeah, well, there's nothing for you to help. You'll be floating up in the sky. Why has my wife just texted me, ha, huh, question mark? Well, because she wants you to respond. 
saying, heh, exclamation mark. I've replied, pardon, question mark. Pardon, really? Hmm. You know, that's quite, l- l- that's, that, that, that's not you to say pardon. Well, I don't understand. Um, Why? What's Mid- wrong with Midford? pardon? Because it's, it's that kind of trying too hard, whereas a proper upper class person would just say, what? Exclamation <laughs> question. It's true that Nancy Midford said, if you say pardon or I beg your pardon, that's non-you. To say you is what? Also, to say passed away is non-you. You say died. Oh, because, yes, passed away and all that. Yeah, content- so, so, yeah that's the point. It, people, it, it's a hypercorrection. So people think, ah, the upper classes will use lovely words like passed away and say pardon. And so they're hypercorrect, but actually by doing that, they're showing their insecurities as not being you, and therefore are non-you. Whereas uh, the you person is sufficiently uh, confident in their social status that they will not use these mimsy terms. Yes, so that's but counter how to that, Nancy Min- that's how Nancy Mitford worked. Counter to that, Unity Mitford would have said, Heil Hitler! She would have. So, would have. you know. The Midford sisters... Um, yeah. Oh gosh, we're going to turn back Andrew into the Collins. Collins and Herring, aren't we? Oh, Whatever did happen to Andrew Collins? He's he's very dead now. He is dead. He's quite yeah. quite quite veganly dead. <laughs> Good. I was pleased to learn that Jeremy Corbyn isn't really a vegan. He's a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, he is a vegetarian, but he did say that he something. It was an article. He says he strives to be a vegan. So I think he tries to cut back on. Anything that could possibly feed his brain B12. <laughs> Nick, I had to vote for Owen Smith. I know, I know. Ugh. Vile, but what can you do? Ugh. What can you do? Well, uh, the Labour Party's going to split now, so that's fine. I hope it does. Hmm. Shall we say goodbye on that happy, happy note? On this sombre tone. I think we should, because I need to go for a poo-poo. You can do it on the podcast if you want to. Oh, I can take the mic in. I don't think the cord's long enough. You don't... Where do you need to take the mic? I very rarely make a noise like that when I'm booing. You don't need to take the mic anyway. Just do it there. Oh, do a poo in my chair? Yeah. Okay. You're sitting on your commode. Your office commode. <laughs> I wish I were. That would be amazing. Oh, my life would be so much better if I could just wee and poo where I sat. Totally yeah, it's just... the best life. Yes, you just sit and do it, and then the social office commode with a vacuum thing, so it drags all the effluent out of the room so that you don't have a smell. It just gives a little foof of of air freshener after every poop. Oh, we should invent that. Let's do it on Kickstarter. (laughs) The office commode. (laughs) The plumbing alone would be a nightmare. Okay. Let's. So I'll tell you what we could do though is raise uh three hundred and sixty thousand pounds on Kickstarter and then never produce the product. I wonder if anybody in the last two years has actually produced anything on Kickstarter. No, I believe it's a hundred percent failure right now. Good. Yeah. It's just a way of raising pocket money. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Right. Lovely. That will do. See you. Have fun. Drive carefully. Love you. Bye. <laughs>